You guys looking forward to Christmas Eve night? Maybe some presents tonight even? At least for those who are not on the naughty list. So I can think of a few of you who may be disappointed, but uh, I'm just, just kidding, <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, it really is fun to get together Christmas time. Uh, the, the family traditions are fun, the uh, presents are fun, but of course we remember Christmas because it's the birth of Jesus that we're celebrating, and so we remember the reason for the season. And that's exciting. Christmas is all about the birth of Christ. You know, in the Christmas story, though, we find this uh, amazing young teen girl who, the Bible says, found favor with God. So tonight we're going to, and that's Mary, amen? Uh, now, sometimes some uh, religions have kind of overdone Mary a little bit and even worshipped her and put her above, in some places, Jesus, and that's, that's not okay. But on the other hand, if in our kind of faith tradition, we, we sometimes kind of forget about Mary and what an amazing young teen uh, woman that she was. And so we're going to listen to Mary, and we're going to look for uh, her as, what was it about her that the Bible says uh, helped her find favor with God. We're going to think about why. What is it in this teenager that captured the attention of the Almighty God of the universe, so much so that he decided to choose her to be the surrogate mother of the Son of God? Uh, we don't want to worship Mary, but it is wise for us to pay attention to her heart, her character, attitude, and imitate her faith, because we too, amen, want to find favor with God as well. Let's read here in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 56. We're going to spend about 15 to 20 minutes or so in God's Word tonight. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have a flute duet, uh, and we're going to hand out candles, and then we're going to have a special song, O Holy Night, uh, and then we're going to sing Silent Night together in candlelight, and it just will make us all very Christmas feeling y. And remember Jesus. Amen? The holiness of that night. Okay, well, let's, hear, uh, let's read here in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. It says, Now, in the, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man who was, whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and we've called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and for that reason the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your Relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, 
and she who is called the barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now at this time Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regard for the humble state of his bondslave. For behold, from this time on all generations, from this time on all generations will count me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her home. And Luke goes on to tell the rest of the story of Jesus' birth. And you have the shepherds and the wise men and, and all of that that we know well. But I want, to, I want us to think about Mary. I want us to think about why was she the favored one? Why had she found favor with God. You know, in verse 28, the greeting from Gabriel to Mary is, greetings, favored one. Another way to, to write that has been, woman richly blessed. And then in verse 30, it describes her as one who had found favor with God. You know, we don't see this any other time in the New Testament after Mary. But this expression of having found favor with God is one we see very often in the Old Testament. I want to list just a few of the people who this describes. Uh, Noah in Genesis 6 was said to have found favor with God. Abraham, Genesis 18. Joseph, Genesis 39. Moses in Exodus 33. Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Ruth in Ruth chapter 2. Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 2. Esther in Esther chapter 7. And then Mary in Luke chapter 1. Quite a list, huh? Of, uh, of people, men and women, young and old, called by God, but wh whom had found favor with God. You know, from the rest of the text, we can see more insight into her character. And remember, this is a, teen, a teenage girl, in essence, uh, who, who has found favor with God. We see more of her, more of her character. I'm just going to list a few of these things. We see in her character a reverence for God a humility, a hunger, and thirsting for righteousness, the attitude and heart and nature of a servant, and someone who 
um, believes deeply in God. So let's talk about a few of these things in her, that we see in her character. Mary had a reverence for God, a fear of God. In verse uh, um, 49 and 50, it says, For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear Him. You know, a lot of times we like to think of a God who just has mercy. He's merciful and He's gracious, and He is. Amen? We should have confidence in that. Yet it's, we also like to think that this is just uh, universal or unconditional. But the Bible teaches us something different. It teaches that God is merciful to those who fear Him. Amen? To those who reverence Him, to those who respect Him. Okay? It's not universal, and it's not unconditional, we, are, we find favor with God when we have a posture toward God of one of reverence. Now, teenage girls aren't necessarily known for reverence for God. Uh, hopefully, I'm not offending anyone, but, but, uh, but, uh, uh, but Mary here was different from the average uh, uh, teenage girl. Matter of fact, it's usually cool to be irreverent, to sit in the back of the bus and to, to mouth off to the teacher and all these things, right? But Mary here had reverence. Mighty one, done great things for me, a holy God. Uh, and we see, we see here a great respect. You know, someone who really reminds me of this in our fellowship is Doreen Barberk. Doreen just like, I told you not to tell him. No, just kidding. Uh, but in getting to know Doreen the last number of months, her reverence for God and for the Word of God has just so inspired my heart. Uh, her reverence for her covenants that she's made before God and her uh, commitment to sticking to them because they were a holy covenant, a holy vow that she has made. Her desire, she's like, I'm not much of a reader. I don't like to read and all these, you know, these types of things. But then when you ask her about the Bible, she's like, oh, I'm reading the Bible every night. She tells me what she reads. And it's just so inspiring to see her faith um, in, in her reverence for God. Thank you, for Doreen, for being an incredible example. Uh, and I think it's right that all your family, a lot of your family and grandchildren are here, that you are honored amongst us in that they see your faith in reverence for God, and we all strive to imitate that. Amen? Okay, Mary, uh, um, let's go back to Mary. Not only do we see a reverence for God, we see a deep humility about herself. Isn't it interesting, her first response, when she said, oh, favored one? What does it say her response was? She was what? She was perplexed. Huh? Now, the, someone who is proud and arrogant, and someone comes along Oh, favored one, your response is, amen. <laughs> About time someone finally sees what's going on around here, right? That's not Mary. She was like, uh, you, you have the wrong person, maybe, like me, favored? I'm perplexed by that. That's pretty, that's pretty neat, huh? Our, her initial reaction is, hmm, I don't know if you got the right girl. Uh, verse 40, and then verse 51 Listen to, and this is, a, this is the, the very famous Magnificat, you know, this, this, this song here. But uh, uh, in verse 51, it says, He has done mighty deeds with his arms, arm. 
He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. Many of us, we know not to be proud in our, the, the words that we would say or in our outward actions, but really God knows the thoughts of our heart. Are we proud in the, in the inner recesses of our heart? When we are, we, we are opposed by God. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but He has exalted the humble. God lifts up the humble. And so Mary was not about lifting herself up, but God found favor with her because she was humble in heart. Much like Jesus, it says in Matthew 11, He is gentle and humble in heart. Mary was humble in heart. Um, she was hungry, hungry. Now, it's like hungry as well. Was it dinner time? And she was a, no, there was a spiritual hunger about her. She hungered and thirsted for righteousness. Verse 53, it says, says that he has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. Now, we know that the Bible does not condemn riches. Did you know that? It's not wrong to be rich. The love of money is the root of it. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. And richness in the Bible doesn't as much talk about material things as much as it talks about an attitude of our hearts. A rich richness in our hearts means we don't need anything. We're fine. We're content. We're good to go. See, Jesus lifts up the poor and the, the poor in spirit. He, it says, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. Are we really hungry in our character? Um, not just rich, again, not just material riches, but the attitude of riches, not needing things. You know, uh, a couple years ago, Jackson and I went to El Salvador to do a uh, medical uh, service brigade. And one of the things that we were able to give them was this antibacterial medicine that they could take, and for six months, and this is some of the poorest of the poor in the world, and they had a lot of um, digestive, digestive uh, issues. Um, and so this antibacterial medicine would help them for six months uh, do away with a lot of the common sicknesses. Amen? Isn't that cool? And so we were able to give them that, but could you imagine, could you imagine one of the young kids when uh, they're in line to get the medicine, uh, nah, I'm fine. I don't, I, don't really need, I don't really need that. I'm good to go. I don't really need medicine. No, thank you. I don't, I don't need your, your uh, I'm not a pity case, you know, these types of things. No, that'd be crazy, right? It's like, just take the medicine. <laughs> you won't get sick. Yet, in our attitude toward things of God, so often we have more of an attitude of, Someone who's rich, nah, it's okay. Bible, eh, medium, church, nah, kingdom of God, you know, things of God. We don't hunger and thirst for those things. Mary was someone who was hungry. Mary was a servant in her character. So we have, we, she revered God, she was humble, she was hungry, hungry for righteousness, and she was a servant. Uh, the word that my Bible uses, bond slave, it's more than just someone who does acts of service. It's someone who has completely given themselves over. The ownership of their life is no longer theirs. It's their master's. 
And so she says, hey, I'm just a servant. God, do with me whatever you need to do with me. Whatever, however I can serve, here, I, here, here am I. Send me. Verse 38 says, I'm just a servant. Uh, verse 48 says, he has regard for the humble state of his bond slave. And she saw the community of God in the same way. Verse 54, he has given help to Israel, his servant. So the people of God, she understood that the point of the people of God was not for the people of God. It was the servants of God to accomplish God's purposes in the world. Amen? Okay, so she had the heart and attitude of a servant. I'm not mine, I'm yours. However come serve, I'm eager to. And then, and then the belief. This is where she's, she's honest with her doubts. Um, Gabriel, so I got, you, you say that all this stuff is going to happen to me. Um, how? Okay, we got some problems here. Okay, and listen to Gabriel's response. The bottom line is he says, hey, it's all about the Holy Spirit. It's about the power of God. And by the way, it's going on with Elizabeth down the road. Okay? She was barren. She's going to have a kid. And women, barrenness um, all throughout the scriptures is a massive test of faith. A massive, you know, Sarah, we can't have a baby. Um, uh, uh, Hannah was barren. So many times we see barrenness amongst uh, the women as a huge test of faith. Now, Mary didn't know that she was barren, but she knew she was a virgin, and they had not, she had not messed around with Joseph, okay? And so, like, this isn't going to happen. How could this happen? But the Gab Gabriel said, God has it. God has it. May it be done according to your word. She believed Gabriel at his word. Verse 45 says, uh, Elizabeth says this to to Mary, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. There's a decision point where we have to decide, do I really believe in the Word of God or not? Do I believe God is faithful to His Word or am I going to go my own way? All of us at various points in our life, our character, our faith is tested in that do we really trust the Word of God and believe the Word of God and obey the Word of God, or will we disregard the Word of God? And many times in my life and in your life, we're going to have to decide. Either I go the way of belief, and I don't see how it's going to work, and I don't think it's going to work, and I don't even really know why I'm being called to go this direction, but I go because God says to go. Amen? I believe or I stay in my doubt. Mary made a decision about believing. How about our characters tonight? Just a little, a brief character sketch of Mary who found favor with God. She revered God. How's it going in our reverence? She, she honored God. She was humble. She was a servant. She was hungry and thirsty uh, for righteousness. And she decided to believe. Uh, Mary, I just want to close with this thought about Jesus. Because this really isn't about G Mary, it's about Jesus, right? Um, Mary obviously was a huge influence on her son, Jesus. 
And think about what we talked about, humility, hungering and thirsting, servant attitude. Listen to what Jesus teaches in Luke chapter 6, just a few verses later, and then uh, the message will be yours. In Luke chapter 6, way over here. In verse 20, we're going to read uh, verse 20 through 23. But listen to Mary's example on Jesus. And of course, Jesus isn't teaching, hey, yeah, my mom taught me this stuff. Of course, Jesus is teaching the Word of God, the words of His Father, right? But listen to Mary's character even in these verses. Jesus, the Beatitudes in Luke 6, verse 20, turning His gaze toward His disciples, He began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Be glad in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. Of course, we know the Beatitudes go on and on in Mary really exemplified a number of those attitudes. Of course, she was just human just like us, and she probably wasn't much this way when she came to take charge of Jesus, right? Uh, but we'll leave that for another sermon. Uh, Mary found favor with God. Let's find favor with God, amen? Let's imitate her humility, her servant heart, her reverence for God, and her belief. This Christmas, let's celebrate Jesus and celebrate God's favor by being inspired by Mary's character. Amen?